All right, we're going. Um, so, hey guys, welcome to the second episode of Everything to Think. Today's topic is more about misogyny, but we'll go into like all the all the little details. We wanted to thank everyone who listened to our first episode. Um, we were nervous to post it because it was about politics and you know how that goes. But we got a lot of support. Um, we got a lot of views for us. <laughs> like for a first podcast, I think we did good. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to that. That was like really a huge deal to us. And hopefully you're back to tune into this one and our others to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Gabby said, this isn't, we're just literally just too normal. This sounds so cliche. Why the fuck did I? Yeah, no, it's like crazy to us how we can, we're able to do something like this. Like I, honestly, I came up with the idea um of starting one with Gabby just when we were on a f- call, like in, I didn't actually tell you this, but actually, no, I think it did, but we were calling, I think this was like two months ago or whatever, and I was in Panera Bread and I was just studying and I was, I needed advice on like um, this friendship that wasn't going too well. And Gabby gave me like really good advice. And um, honestly, I was like, why not like start something that will benefit others as well? So I mean, it's crazy, and I'm really glad that you guys are liking the podcast so far. And yeah, no, I'm really proud of Gabby, and I'm really proud of what we've done so far, and we'll have more to come. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I remember that. I remember, like, when you talked to me about your friend and asked for advice, and we just had a long conversation. Like, I talked to you about this friend, and we, like settled things about that and then we just like went on to talk about whatever and we were like talking about serious things we were like joking around and it just seemed like it was just like such a good conversation like we thought that we should let other people listen in Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's (laughs) that's all we gotta say on our first podcast episode so yeah yeah, our topic today is another kind of serious subject but like less i would say serious than politics you know um not less serious but like it's still up there you know Mm -hmm. um so it's basically just misogyny and we're gonna talk about like internalized misogyny as well later on in this episode um But, like, just to start off, I think we should, like, kind of just talk about maybe our experience from other, like, people just in general, like, being misogynistic to us or, like, what we've heard from other people that seem misogynistic. Yeah, definitely. So, since we're in high school, we deal with misogyny kind of a lot just because a lot of, like, our peers are either, like girls who have grown up with like fathers who maybe don't like respect women that much or boys who just don't respect women that much and it's like even if you don't want to openly admit that you're 
misogynistic or even if you don't even know you've just like held these values that your parents have passed on whether or not they're still accurate um that's that's misogyny so i mean just like things like speaking over women or just dismissing them and like viewing them as like objects or just not capable of being funny smart like you see that type like type of stuff on like memes or whatever all the time and whether it's like a joke or not it is kind of feeding into like a bigger problem that's just like one form of misogyny we have like personal experiences probably yeah um i mean i've known just i feel like everyone every girl kind of knows at least one person in their life that seems or is misogynistic even if they think like you said like if even if they mean it as a joke it really isn't a joke you know um because it does feed into a bigger problem and it's really hard to realize and self-reflect later on in life if you are so used to sweeping this under the rug and being like oh yeah it's just a joke you know women are supposed to clean in the kitchen whatever you know haha funny it's really no one's laughing dude like (laughs) and I've literally been friends with people like that which is which sucks you know um no longer friends with them or like I try to kind of realize who I'm surrounding myself with and realizing like this isn't good for me this isn't good for um anyone really so I wouldn't want to do that to myself you know and just hope that they realize how unfunny that is I guess I don't know yeah you know things like that like jokes and like just things that you would say that diminish like a woman's purpose you know that is like you don't think it's that big of a deal because maybe women say like deprecating things to men but that's it's very different because men have never been like oppressed by women it's been quite the opposite for so long so it's gonna like it's gonna need to be a little bit uncomfortable for men to like hold back from those kinds of jokes and for like a little while and I think that that's normal like I think that that's okay and it's not always gonna be like that um like I was having a conversation with somebody like a while ago and he was saying like I'm like scared that I'm gonna get like a like a harassment allegation or something and it's gonna ruin my life or just like being around women who are flirtatious they could always just flip the script on you and say that like you were pushing it on them or something like that and yeah that's like totally not acceptable um but at the same time that has kind of been like a thing that women have felt for so long and it's not right it's not right that men should like be in fear of their like careers being ruined or their futures like completely being thrown away because of like a a false allegation but at at the same time we can't just dismiss every single thing um and put it onto the woman because a lot of the times it like false rape allegations or closed cases are the like the victim was actually you know harassed or raped or you know just like not treated right and 
so when they pull out of the case, people immediately are like, oh, so you were lying the whole time. Like, sometimes that's not the case. I don't know where I'm going with this. But, like, you know, it's going to need to be a little uncomfortable for men, for men because it's been so uncomfortable for women for so long that there needs to be some sort of balance and that's not going to be a smooth shift. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be a smooth shift from, like, women um, becoming equal to men because it's, if you just look at, like, the statistics, it's not, they're not equal. Like, women still don't get paid as much as men for the same job and it's, like, 2020, you know? And if you look at, like, women's rights and stuff, that really was not that long ago that women were fighting for the right to, like, you know, vote, fighting for their rights to, um, like, a lot of places in, like, literally, I think, like, the 70s and 80s, which is, like, not that long ago if you think about it. When women would get married, they would get fired from their jobs because they, like, wouldn't be able to, like, they didn't, they didn't greet their customers, like, as a single woman, you know, like how misogynistic is that? Like that is really just looking at women as an object, uh, like a single beautiful woman greeting you like on an airplane or at a restaurant. If she's married, she's just like not pure anymore. Like that's the idea that this country and honestly this world held above anything else for so long that, yeah, it's, it's going to take a while. For us to come back from that and for us to finally be equal and things like this like us speaking up about it as young women is is powerful and it's like helpful um whether you agree or not and whether you think that we're just like being stupid or whatever like that is that is misogyny in its own yeah mm-hmm. and like the fact that there's this stigma where it's uncommon for women to not get married and to just, you know, um, live their life on their own without a husband is that that also tells something about the society we live in now. Um, because I mean, everyone, not everyone I've been around with, but like the majority of adults that I've talked to in my life, um, have always kind of told me, oh, do you have a boyfriend yet? Like, oh, you have to get married when you're older, um, you know, you have to have kids or whatever. And it's so uncommon for them to, like, like realize that personally, I don't even know if I want to get married. And I don't ever have a boyfriend whenever they ask me. And, like, the fact that, like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I think you get what I'm trying to say is yeah. that it's it's, like, so weird how that's the first question they ask and how uncommon it is for a woman to just do her own business yeah absolutely like a woman doesn't need a man to survive or to you know support herself on her own and that's a mindset that we need to get out of you know especially in like our parents or grandparents who grew up differently even if they are female like they still Grew, like grew up thinking that they needed a man to be successful or be like important in society and that's just like not the case it never was the case and it certainly isn't the case anymore and yeah I agree like a lot of family members always like ask that at like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whenever you see them and it's like I mean 
why? Like, why do you care? Why isn't your first question like, oh, how are you doing in school? I feel like that's a little bit more important in like the long run. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that shouldn't really be a question at all. You know, I mean, it's really just um, a woman's own business, whether she's with someone or not. And yeah, I I just don't understand why that's I mean, I kind of understand it because it's it's been something that's been passed down generation after generation. And I feel like Gen Z is starting to realize how wrong that is and how wrong a lot of things are um, that we've been taught from our either our parents or like our grandparents or whoever. And I kind of have hope in our generation that they might stop this from passing down. Um, but we'll see, I guess. Totally. I love I love this generation. Like we're so driven and we just like we can see the problems that like our generation and just the world is facing right now because we have fresh eyes with it. Like we don't have generations of hate and misogyny and racism like going back and if we do it's it's because of our parents and right now is the time in history with all of the things that are going on in the world right now that like people are opening their eyes and with us being young like this is like really 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 hitting us hard um like climate change we're the ones that are going to be most affected by that if we don't if we don't do anything about that and same thing with like misogyny like we're talking about like if we don't stop the trend right here how long could it go on for like it's just gonna we're just gonna be winding up like our parents or grandparents like holding the same ideas that are just outdated and just rude and hateful and I mean it's I really hope that our generation is the is the generation to stop it yeah and um even in the I don't know if this is related or not but like uh, I was reading this article about, like, the election and, or like, just, like, voting for this u- upcoming election, or, like, the election. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah. basically, <laughs> it was basically saying that older people, like, in the si- in their 60s or, like, 70s, um, tend to vote for the candidate that is less progressive and that will, you know, not implement more change because... I mean, it's kind of a fact that people don't really like change, you know. Um, And I can see why a lot of older people would want to vote for a candidate like that. But it's also like, it's really not their future in the long run, you know, as as awful as that sounds. But like, it's our generation. Gen Z is statistically like proven to vote for the candidate that is more progressive and that is willing to implement policies that will change our country for the better. And that goes hand in hand with a lot of things like we that relates to misogyny. Like we don't want to pass that down to our children. At least the majority of us don't want to. Yeah. I love that word progressive. Like who doesn't want to be progressive, you know? That's just pushing your country and, like, this whole world in a better direction. 
Like, that's, I don't know, I just love that word. But yeah, I saw that too. I think it was like, it might have been a different thing, but I just saw this thing on TikTok that was like, if only people like under 35 voted in this election. And it was like, literally almost every single state was blue and progressive and like the few southern states were red um which is expected and we need like differing opinions in this country so that's no bad thing honestly but it was just like crazy to think that young people are the ones that are really making their voices heard you know in this country more so than the I mean the silent majority um the people from ages like like 35 to 50 or up I think the silent majority just like they secretly you know vote for the candidate that they want to but they would never go out and like be an activist for them or like anything like that and the fact that this generation has something special where we would fight for a cause we truly believe in is great you know even if not everyone agrees with it you know it's it's great that we even have that drive. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I also saw that TikTok and that made me pretty happy because like once we get older and like when we're in our 30s or whatever, this country hopefully will change like significantly from now, you know, because of us. So hopefully that's the case. But yeah. So we can probably get into internalized misogyny from either other women or, like, ourselves. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like that's more common. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. not more common than misogyny from men, but, like, yeah. So, yeah. Internalized misogyny is a whole, like, different beast. (laughs) And... I think it is pretty common, um, as sad as that is, because it's, I mean, internalized misogyny, if you don't know, is, like, women who have just carried on, like, the things that their dads teach them, or maybe even their moms, um, that women are, like, you know, inferior, they're supposed to take care of the kids and stay home, and they don't go out and work because that's a man's job, or, like, whatever it is, um, and while, like, I've never had my mom, like, tell me, like, oh, yeah, no, you have to, like, you're the one who has to stay home and find a husband and, like, like, take care of the kids. It is, like, I think every older-ish woman has some of, some, like, internalized misogyny, whether, like, maybe they don't have it anymore, but maybe they've dealt with it, but a lot of people, I think, have internalized misogyny in them, and it comes out in many different forms, like, you know, dress code rules. Why are they more strict on girls than they are on boys? Like, you can't show your shoulders, but, like, Johnny can have a shirt that says, like, the F word on it, you know? Like, it's, it comes out in all kinds of different ways, and we may just think it's normal now, but it certainly is not, and, like, it's something that needs to stop. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Um, I think it's definitely been passed down from like past generations and it's become so normalized for women to just accept and I feel like I've kind of felt the need to like cover up sometimes because I'm 
you know, I fear the, I fear what people are going to say. And I feel fear like what my family are going to say. And, um, it's sad and unfortunate. And I really do hope that that stigma kind of goes away. But the fact that it's like so normalized to just, yeah, enforce a stricter dress code for girls than guys is like concerning because I every single time I want to like wear like a tank top to school I don't like I second guess myself right when I'm about to walk out the door and I'm like you know I don't want to get dress coded today or I don't want people to look at me and I don't want my teachers to look at me or whatever and it's like it really isn't women's or like girls fault for that and it shouldn't be like people shouldn't blame them for these issues because it really it's just the the people who think this way like it's their problem it's not ours yeah definitely um I keep saying definitely anyways (laughs) yeah so I mean dress coding is one that I think is brushed past a lot like one that a lot of people, I guess, can justify, but in my mind, it's still not. Like, you can boil it down to a matter of opinion, I guess, but it's it's pretty obvious to me, and I feel like it's obvious to a lot more people. But, you know, like, same thing with, like, your parents telling you, oh, no, you can't wear that, or boys will look at you, or, you know, just, just putting the blame on you instead of the boys that sexualize you, like, walking in the grocery store, you know? I could be, like, wearing like a mini skirt and a tank top and I if I don't want boys to approach me and like talk to me or like you know comment on my body then that should be my right you know that should be my right to like turn them down politely or not and I shouldn't have to apologize for that because it's like if you're if it's your body and you're proud of it or if you're just like more comfortable in tighter or shorter clothing then like Nobody else should really have a problem with that, you know? And you certainly shouldn't be scared for your life, but that's kind of a different topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard so many older men and women just, like, try and justify this and be like, oh, well, they're so distracting. This should cover up. They're, like, it's it was never this way when I was younger. Like, okay, it's, times are different now, and people are getting tired of this, you know, and, yeah, like, it, it really does boil down to whose actual issue is it. I was just gonna say, the excuse that, like, oh, times weren't like this when I was a kid, like, yeah, (laughs) a lot of things have changed now, like, you're not gonna say that about a cell phone, so why would you, like, why would you say that about, like, women's rights? I don't know. That's Mm -hmm. just, yeah I mean it's it's crazy how many like I think we both have dealt with so much like personal experience with being scared of like men or like just um for simply just walking somewhere you know because I remember this one time um oh I was walking with my friend like down this street or whatever and all of a sudden this car comes up and there's a guy in it and he like kind of just literally makes it so obvious that he's staring 
directly at us. And, like, there's been so many instances where, like, people have rolled down their windows or, like, shouted at me and my other friends. And it's scary, you know, like, I mean, and the fact that I was about to say, like, yo, it's not that bad. But, like, it still is, you know. And it isn't my fault. It isn't my friend's fault. It's it's society's fault, basically. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't ever have to just be walking with your friend and like suddenly be scared that a man is going to do something to you especially as a minor like that is just so gross I feel like if you look at either one of us you can tell that like even if we're like just barely above 18 if you're obviously older it's creepy because you don't know if we're minors or not and even if we were adult grown women it's not okay to look at a woman just walking like that And yeah, I've Mm -hmm. like, we've definitely had some personal experiences that have like scared us. I have a story about like this topic. So it was my little brother's birthday. Like, I don't even remember how long ago this was, maybe like a year or two ago. Um, And we were at Dave and Buster's just like playing the games and like, you know, just walking around. And I, like, was alone. I walked away from my family, like, literally, like, 10 feet away just to look at this one game. And I see this man, like, probably, like, 45. And he comes up to me and he's, like, he, like, looks me up and down. He's, like, whoa, you got a boyfriend? And I was, like, I literally didn't even say anything. I just, like, walked away. And he saw that I went to my mom and he was, like, oh. <laughs> and, like, you know, he could, you could see his face and he just, like, looked scared. So I told my mom and he started, like, hurrying away and I told her what happened and she was like oh no like no that did not just happen like you know just like in disbelief and she asked me to like show her who it was and I was like I don't I don't think it's that big of a deal like I don't want to go over there and I don't want to like talk to him it really wasn't that big of a deal mom like I'm fine and she was like no you don't know what what these things can like lead to so I pointed out like the man and He apparently went up to another girl like a couple minutes before me and she didn't tell her mom. So I'm glad that I did. Um, So anyways, he was like just still there and he was still like creepily like walking around and like looking at me and my mom could like see that he was like looking at me. So she went up to like the, the staff people and she told them the situation and they literally straight up just told us like, oh, well, if he didn't do anything to you, then, like, there's nothing we can do. Like, we can't kick him out for just, like, looking at you, you know? Bro. Yeah, and that was just, like, my mom was, like, well, but he did it to, like, another girl. He didn't just look at me. Like, he asked me if I had a boyfriend and was, like, still walking towards me when I was obviously uncomfortable and obviously a minor, too. Like, I don't know. It was just a really weird situation, and even though he didn't, like, touch me or anything, like, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be looked past because of that. So anyways, that's an example of like misogyny in like a corporate setting. Like they can't even, they can't even kick out like a pedophile for like going up to multiple different little girls and talking to them. So we had to leave early and that kind of ruined the night, but you know. Mm -hmm. How old did you say you were again? I don't know. It was probably like a couple years ago. So I was probably like. 14 or 15 okay dude that's so weird my god i mean yeah no that 
I don't understand why, like, um, just, like, companies in general don't have actual policies about that stuff. I mean, that's literal harassment, yeah. I guess, you know? Like, it's it's still unacceptable. And the company obviously doesn't want you to make like feel uncomfortable in any way. Um, I mean, I would hope that a company wouldn't want anyone to feel that way. And I mean, that's an, a, an example of that and misogyny and just like how normal it is and the fact that they didn't think much about it or did anything to stop him. And I feel like that happens so much like in just any setting, like especially like the workplace. I don't know. It's it's really sad to see how normalized it is. Yeah, that that was like really a shocking situation. Like not only is it just creepy that a dude like went up to me, it's just like they couldn't even like tell him to politely leave, you know? Like yeah. Dave and Busters would kick somebody out for like stealing something or like mm-hmm. you know, rigging a game, but they can't kick out a guy, like a pedophile for right. trying to steal yeah. a kid. Like, really? Yeah, I know. And I think that, like, has to do with their priorities. Like, obviously, like, they want money and they, I mean, it's just really sad, you know, and inhumane because, I mean, if that were something that happened at my job and, like, someone reported that to me or, like, told me that something happened, I would definitely go up to my manager and, like, tell him about it. You know, I wouldn't do the absolute least about the situation like literally the very first person we went up to was just like some like worker guy that was like walking around probably like fixing like machines or something and we just told him like hey this thing just happened can you like report it to like your manager or something he's like sorry there's nothing we can do he's like i don't even know if you really have the authority to say that but so that's Mm -hmm. probably a great example of misogyny and nothing Mm -hmm. actually got done until he did tell one of the security guards who was a female and she like stood with me in the corner and she was like, like she made me like stand behind her and stuff. And she was like genuinely like protective. And she was asking me if I was okay. And it was like, it was really great after what just happened. Cause it didn't really hit me until like I got home, but like something worse could have happened, you know, if I didn't tell my mom, cause he was still there and he was still looking at me. And yeah, that lady mm-hmm. was super comforting. She talked to me about everything. Like I told her, what had happened and like the whole story and she finally told the guys they were like we're security like we can escort whoever we want out you know um so that they did they did escort him out but we left anyways so but nothing was done until too late until we had already decided like it was just like we had to go it was just like a last minute resort but yeah yeah I really don't understand why that's, like, still something that companies, like, don't want to get involved with, you know, because it's your customer, you know, and it's an actual human being, so I don't see the problem. Going back to, like, internalized misogyny, I feel like it's been pretty normalized as well to, like, 
from a young age, your girls are, like, expected to be competitive with one another when it comes to, like, boys, I guess. I just remember being, kind of being like that when I was younger. Thankfully, I've kind of definitely grown out of that. Like, I support girls for, you know, just being girls. And, but, like, the fact that that was even an issue when I was younger because adults were forcing that on me. They were like, oh yeah, you have to be the prettiest. You have to be, you know, the smartest and boys will go after you. Like, I can't even believe why I, or like how I cared about that even for a second, but I did. And I feel like that's still going on right now for little girls to, you know, have this sort of hatred toward other girls if you know, their crush, like, likes another girl. And who knows if that can go on to their adulthood even, or just even their teen years. I was in English, and we were, like, on a mass break. I don't understand why we have those, but anyway. I was on a mass break, and I was sitting alone, and there was this group of girls that were sitting at their table, and I was just on my phone, and all of a sudden, I overhear them, and they're talking about this random girl and they're like oh my god she's so ugly or whatever and I'm like they're seniors by the way the girls that I'm talking about are seniors and it's like I can't believe I just heard that like that's something I would hear in middle school but it's insane and I feel like it's definitely not their fault that they think that way it's definitely had to have been influenced on them or like pushed on them that idea that you have to hate women for their appearance, you know? Yeah, I'm sure that was pushed on them. But, you know, them, like, saying that, like, they weren't, like, forced to say that. And I'm sure if you brought that up to them, they wouldn't even want to change. So, you know, it's that's the huge problem is, like, if it's, if it's happening to girls at a young age, it's going to be way harder for them to outgrow that. And... I think we're seeing it from parents passing it down and like especially in like social media and stuff, you know, like pitting women against each other or like, I don't know, showing women against each other on social media to younger audiences is like really damaging. And yeah, I don't understand why those girls would like do that. Because yeah. like, why would they care? <laughs> really, why do they care? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I feel like there's been a lot more, like, positivity going around on, the on like, Instagram or just so- social media, um, which is great, but there are a few people who still act this way. Yeah, and like you said, like, it's hard to grow out of that mindset once you've had that from a very young age. And, like... Um, I want to correct myself, like, I I can't even remember what I said, but, um, it's not their, it's not all of their parents' fault, like, it's kind of 50-50 in that situation, because you're old enough to self-reflect, you're old enough to realize that you don't have to think the way that your parents think, or anyone else thinks, you know, like, you have your own brain, like, (laughs) you can think whatever you want to think. And it really is no, there's no excuse if you're, like, literally 18. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, at some point, you have to take responsibility for your actions. And that's why it's called, like, internalized misogyny, you know? A lot of these girls aren't aware of it, but being, like, just being self-aware should make you realize that, like, imagine if some girl said that about you behind your back and you, like, it's probably for, like, the stupidest reason ever. Like, it's probably not. Calling anyone ugly is, like, never justified. (laughs) If you think about it, like, if you call someone, like, ignorant, because they said something ignorant to you. Okay, sure, I get it. But calling somebody ugly, I'm like, I, I just, literally, what's the point? They can't change how they look. It doesn't matter to you. You know, it just, it really doesn't make any sense. And it's like, it's just pure, pure misogyny right there. I've heard of like, pick me, pick me's, you know. Where, oh, yeah. Yeah, women or like girls um, try and throw other women under the bus or like not under the bus but just like tear them down in effort to um, gain male validation and that's gone around especially tiktok um i've seen that over there and it's just sad to see people still thinking like this but i feel like the majority of us are definitely self-reflecting and realizing how damaging that is. Yeah, definitely. That's a big problem nowadays. Just like the fact that we hold male val like and I'm probably guilty of this. I wouldn't like tear a woman down or a, a girl. I wouldn't tear anyone to be honest, like down to get male validation, but it is like I feel like it's ingrained in me almost like just think like having a boy tell you that you're pretty. Like, the fact that that's, like, the highest form of a compliment in my mind is, like, super problematic and it's just, like, shows exactly what, like, misogyny can do to a girl because I'm, I'd like to believe that I'm not misogynistic, but that's still, like, the way that I think, you know, and it's going to take some time to get out of that mindset for my mental health and probably other people's, but... Yeah, it's it's a problem and it's I think it was it was a good idea for us to address it because I don't know our demographic yet. <laughs> I don't even know if we can see that. But I'm sure our demographic is like probably high school people, maybe more girls. What? Yeah, I I looked at it and I can show you it, but yeah, the majority of people listening are girls and I feel like it's I think it said like up to 80% of people who listen are girls and then like 20 are guys so i think that's pretty cool yeah that's really cool i like that Mm -hmm. but yeah guys i think that's all we have for today that's all we have to say um Mm -hmm. thank you so much for all the support on the first episode it means a lot like seriously it means a lot um Mm -hmm. and even if you don't know us personally which is surprising because some of you probably don't, but a lot of the people that listened to the first one were just like our friends. Um, if you don't know us personally, seriously, huge thank you um, for listening. And hopefully we have you. Well, I mean, if you made it this far, you listened to this podcast. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know how each podcast um, site works, but follow us, subscribe to us, you know. 
mm-hmm. do whatever you can <laughs> to like make sure you hear our next episodes because they're they're gonna be good ones for sure yeah i'm excited for whatever topics we have next we have a couple in mind so yeah just stay tuned and yeah i don't know if you can you can follow us on spotify i know that um i don't know about the other platforms though so yeah just do do whatever you want you know (laughs) but yeah yeah i think that's all i think that's all all right thank you guys yeah thank you guys so much and we'll see you in the next episode Mm -hmm. bye